Good morning, early birds. You've hooked The Worm, a podcast from Yellowstone Public Radio News with reports from our colleagues at Montana Public Radio. I'm your host, Orlinda Worthington. Today is Tuesday, February 6th. Ahead on The Worm today, snowpack not keeping up with needed moisture. Montana seeing a below average number of bovines. And the Bozeman Library is feeding more than mines. Montana is receiving more than a million dollars from a new national opioid settlement. Montana's Attorney General announced the settlement last week against Publicus Health, a French advertising firm. Publicus agreed to pay $350 million to settle accusations that it helped Purdue Pharma falsely market OxyContin as safe. Montana and other states will be able to use that money to help those impacted by the opioid crisis from treatment services to building needed infrastructure. In 2022, Montana also received $80 million from another national settlement with three major pharmaceutical distributors. KFF Health News reported that state agencies have not distributed most of that funding. January's weather did a little to improve Montana's record low snowpack. Montana Public Radio's Edward O'Brien reports it's going to take a major change in the weather to improve conditions. Experts hoping for above-normal precipitation last month to make up for an abnormally dry November and December were left disappointed. Honestly, it's a tad scary. You know, it's one of the lowest snow years, if not the lowest we've seen in terms of widespread lack of snow. That's Eric Larson, a water supply specialist with the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Natural Resources Conservation Service. Despite powerful winter storms and the historic bitter cold that gripped Montana last month, snowpack continues to lag. Snowpack's faring about the best up in the northwest part of the state, close to about 70 percent normal or so, but otherwise snowpack percentages are generally about 40 to 60 percent across most of Montana. Over half of NRCS's snow monitoring stations are measuring their lowest or second lowest snowpack on record. Marias Pass on the Rocky Mountain front to South Glacier currently has the lowest snowpack in 90 years. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Monday reported that January's runoff in the upper Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, was just 56 percent of average. Parts of southwest Montana may receive a few inches of snow this week, but the Climate Prediction Center's long-range forecast calls for above-average temperatures through February. Reporting from Missoula, I'm Edward O'Brien. And drought is affecting the number of cattle herds in Montana, which has steadily been declining for the last decade. Here's Montana Public Radio's Ellis Julin. Montana's cattle numbers are the lowest they've been since 2013. Several years of drought forced ranchers to reduce herd sizes in recent years. Eastern Montana has been especially hard hit by drought and stable flies. Here's Mike Honeycutt with the Montana Department of Livestock addressing lawmakers in a recent interim committee meeting. So we're back under that low inventory that we had in 2013, largely driven by by drought. According to data from the Department of Livestock, producers are selling off more cows and raising fewer. After selling off cows, ranchers will often look to grow their herd to recover breeding stock. But economists say that isn't likely to happen anytime soon. Ranchers seem to agree that conditions aren't going to improve in the near term. 
Producers have to strike a balance between selling enough cows to turn a profit while keeping herds big enough to breed the following year. In Missoula, I'm Ellis Julin. Federal environmental officials are proposing a new conservation plan to support an Arctic grayling population in southwest Montana. Montana Public Radio's John Hooks has more. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is hoping to aid an Arctic grayling population nearing historic lows in the Red Rock Lakes Wildlife Refuge near Lima. The service proposes to remove portions of beaver dams that block the grayling's path to their spawning grounds in Red Rock Creek. In its draft environmental assessment, the service says removing portions of the dams will have minimal impacts on beavers and increase spawning habitat for grayling. A previous plan involving construction of a pipeline was withdrawn last year after a federal court ruled it would likely violate the Wilderness Act. The service will accept public comment on the plan until March 1st. In Butte, I'm John Hooks. Yellowstone National Park is considering a permanent fix for flood damage along one of its most traveled roads. Yellowstone Public Radio's Kayla DeRoche reports. The park is seeking public feedback on rebuilding a road that connects Gardner at Montana's north entrance and Cook City at the park's northeast entrance. Historic flooding in 2022 damaged several parts of the north entrance road. Yellowstone National Park, in a news release, says it will work with the Federal Highway Administration to construct a replacement. Staff says the park will provide more information about their proposal at remote meetings scheduled for February 12th and 14th. In Billings, I'm Kayla DeRoche. The Bozeman Public Library will soon be serving up more than just food for the mind. Yellowstone Public Radio Sarah Brown reports that its newest creative lab features a full demonstration kitchen for cooking and nutrition classes. The kitchen table opened last week in the Bozeman Public Library. It's a kitchen lab designed to promote health and nutrition and to foster belonging and cultural exchange. It's also part of a larger trend in public libraries nationwide. Patrons no longer simply want to access books, periodicals, or the internet. They want to create, collaborate, and share knowledge. Janae Johnson is the director of the Bozeman Public Library Foundation. Libraries are becoming not just places to get books, but really community hubs where people can engage in all kinds of different activities and and learn all kinds of things. We're really about building community fundamentally. Corey Sloan is the head of adult programming and outreach at the Bozeman Public Library. She says staff are developing programming that will include nutrition and cooking classes, recipe exchanges, and demonstration. The kitchen's debut program is a recipe exchange called Thursday's Table that meets Thursdays at noon. Food and um, programming around food whether it be like skill building and teaching people like food literacy or whether it just be like coming together over like food. We know that's like a big connector. It's kind of become a thing in libraries. The kitchen table marks the culmination of a donor-funded $5.5 million renovation project that includes new reading and meeting rooms, a teen corner, a laptop bar, and a makerspace called The Workbench. In Billings, I'm Sarah Brown. Thank you for joining us for The Worm. We will have another episode for you early birds on Wednesday.